Welcome to the Manage My Wedding podcast, where we believe your wedding is the most important time in your life and you deserve to feel supported and organised when planning the wedding of your dreams. I'm your host, Yvette Sitters. Hello, welcome to episode 106. So those of you who had tuned in last week, you would have heard me talk about what you need to think about for your honeymoon so that you can be organized and prepared before your wedding day. But I also talked about what you need to do at home so that, you know, when you come back from your honeymoon, your house is clean and you don't come home to a a fridge full of food that's off. And I talked about many other things that you just don't really think about until after the wedding. But today I kind of want to continue on the honeymoon talk And I want to talk about honeymoon planning, which we haven't done before. And I thought, why not get my husband, James, back on to talk about this? Because that's the industry that he's in. That's his expertise. So he's the perfect person. So welcome back, honey. Thank you. Good to be back. It's only taken me six episodes this time, so must have done something okay. Nice (laughs) to be back. For some of you who might have already heard, James came on the podcast for the first time at episode 100. So, yeah, he was a bit disappointed he hadn't been on earlier. (laughs) But, yeah, only six times to get you back this time. So. Very good. So, yeah, James works, as I said, in the travel industry and he has for his entire life. So he's definitely an expert in the field and I was very lucky to have him organise our honeymoon, which was amazing. We went to the Maldives and then we went to Singapore and then when we came back we drove up up north in WA just so that we weren't at home those last few days and we had such a great honeymoon, didn't we? It was. It was pretty special and I think you know anyone that is planning and has doing those bucket list destinations, but yeah, the Maldives was unbelievable. I've been fortunate enough to travel the globe and been to many countries, but for a honeymoon situation, I think the Maldives is right up there with one of the best. Yeah, it was amazing. I I think too, because after the wedding, once you get to the honeymoon, you're kind of like, whoa, Mm. I'm exhausted. So I'm glad that we started with somewhere where we literally just laid on beds or the sand and did nothing else but drink cocktails and beer and (laughs) outdoor fancy. Pretty good venue to do that as well. (laughs) It is, it is. So my first question for you is, firstly, I want you to put aside the current pandemic and the travel restrictions that are in place for most of those people who are listening to the podcast. And can you tell the listeners where the most popular honeymoon destinations are? I sure can. I guess it comes down to a couple of things. Everyone's got different needs and wants of where they wanted to travel, but typically most people are going to want what we call a, a flop and drop destination. So resort type style, as you said, not having to think about anything. And because there's been so much demand or I guess focus on the, the wedding is you just re- really want to unwind. So yeah, some of those popular destinations, particularly in for the Australian couples would be anything in the South Pacific, where you've got you know, Fiji, Tahiti, Cook Islands, um, those types of destinations. But if you want to go a little bit further and spend a little bit more money, yeah, Maldives, Mauritius, Seychelles, very popular. And for anyone that lives overseas, you've got all of the European beach getaways as well. But as I said, if, if people are wanting to, to do that and relax, but some people might want a bit of action um, if they want to go to, to Europe and see a little bit more. But yeah, typically it's more of a um, a relax, unwind, get to the beach, get to your villa and do nothing for 
a week or 10 days. Mm, I love that flop and drop. Mm, <laughs> I like yeah. that lingo. I think too, if you do choose somewhere, like I know that some people like to take their skis or their snowboards and head do something adventurous like that. But I always suggest when you first get there, just spend the first couple of days and go to a day spa for the day or, mm. you know, hop, hop in a hot tub together and just chill out. Cause honestly you won't, you don't realize now, but you will be tired when you first get there. Yeah, you said you want to unwind and relax and hopefully you're in a good environment to do so. Yeah, yeah. So if someone is planning a honeymoon for 2022 and 2023, for those that are listening, it is at the November 2021 at the moment, what would be your advice to them for when they need to book and how early, you know, should they be getting that sorted? Yesterday. Oh. Uh, yeah, I, I guess the challenge we're seeing in the, the whole travel industry and particularly for the Australian New Zealand market is because we've been deprived of any travel international for two years, the demand for 22 is extraordinary. I work for a, a cruise line, cruise company, and we're well over 80% sold for next year. So it sort of just puts it in perspective that because we haven't been out of travel, people have already booked. And um, for those in the Northern Hemisphere have been travelling for months, six yeah. or nine months, so they've already taken all the inventory. So for 22, if you are planning a honeymoon for 22, you're going to be, have to be flexible with, well, A, where you're travelling, but B, also the type of accommodation because you may not have the choice. As I said, I speak about crews being very heavily booked, but yeah, even your resort-type destinations, a lot of them are going to be sold out already for 22 because everyone's got this um, demand, and not only just honeymooners, but for travel in general is they want to get away. So 22 overall is looking very heavily booked, both for yeah, crews, um, independent travel, flop and drop. But 23, there's some good inventory, but I would not be holding off to, to book it because it's it's going to get snapped up very smart and it uh, it may sound quite salesy, but it's it's the truth, and you'll see a lot of a lot of suppliers are, are saying that if you don't don't book now for twenty two, they're going to miss out, and twenty three is filling up very quickly. Mm, I'm not surprised. I caught up with some family yesterday, and they've already booked all their twenty twenty two overseas holidays as well. So mm. they they're, they're all booked and ready to go because people just can't wait to travel again. <laughs> well, the other thing is, you said it's November twenty one, so twenty two is not too far away. Yeah. And, I mean, honeymoons are, can be a little bit more expensive than your normal holiday anyway because you want to eat at the nicest places and you often want to stay at the nicest places. So they're going to be probably a little mm. bit more expensive than normal as well, aren't they? Yeah, and we, we're seeing that on a domestic level for Australia as some of your, your high-end boutique resorts. They've been sold out for months, um, and particular ones like Hamilton Island where you've got a small amount of inventories they've they've been sold out and have been for for months so if you're looking to do like a yeah, a private villa or something like that you might have to look at end of 22 into 23 because mm. there's there's nothing there so have a little mini honeymoon at home and then book something when you can get availability is also an option which mm-hmm. a lot of people like to do sometimes too anyway when they have a little bit more cash in their pocket as well so for those who are not listening in real time and during the pandemic, how early would you normally need to book out so that you can get the best price? Yeah, I usually use general rule of nine to 12 months, but it really, again, depends on where and what you're booking. So the more exclusive the accommodation or the yeah the villa or whatever you're doing is the further in advance. Everyone lo- loves an exclusive. Everyone loves, I guess, to have that Instagram photo of where they are and bragging rights. But I would say for any honeymoon de- destination, at least nine to 12 months 
as said, pandemic's thrown a, a spanner in the works for, for everything travel. But uh, yeah, you'd want to be booking. If you're looking for mid-22 onwards, you'd have to get onto that very, very smartly. Otherwise, you're going to miss out. Yeah. But yeah, generally post, uh, post-pandemic, at least nine to 12 months in advance. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Now, what is the best way for people to book their honeymoon? So we know that there's obviously online, which is you can just jump on and book at any time of the day. But then there's also the travel agent. So which is better and why? Because I think this is really important mm. for people to hear, especially at the moment when mm-hmm. your trips can be cancelled pretty easily. <laughs> Yeah, well, again, things have changed rapidly. Uh, we saw a huge growth in the, we call them OTAs, online travel agents, five, six years ago where you know, they become so popular because of the rates and I guess the dynamic pricing that came with it. But since COVID, that has changed everything. People need to speak to a professional. I mean, I'll use the analogy of a, a mechanic. You're not going to go and watch a YouTube channel to replace something on your motor as a mechanic, you want to go and see a specialist. And I think travel agents post-pandemic are extremely important. Yes, there is you know particular holidays or point-to-point stuff where you're just doing a flight, which could be done online. But honeymoons, you don't want to have any stress of thinking about, you know, is your flight booked? Have you booked the transfers and so on? So uh, travel agents more and more. Unfortunately, there has been some disappear because they haven't been able to survive through the pandemic. But the ones that have survived are your true specialist, well-trained expertise. And I would 100% recommend to book through a travel agent. Mm. They're certified. They've got they've got all the, the training. They know where to access the best deals. And quite often, they'll have deals that you can't book online anyway. So it's um, now there's going to be additional visas and inoculations and so on that you have to think about. You just really don't want to have that stress on you if you have booked it online um, by having to think about it. So travel agents, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely look at doing that. I always think too, like, you have to think about it. You know, if you book your honeymoon online, I don't want to use any names, but I remember I booked once a trip to Hawaii and had to cancel it. And there's no one that you can call with a mm. lot of them to actually make changes or cancellations. And I remember I ended up losing a lot of money because I couldn't get hold of anybody and no one returned my emails or anything. At least the travel agent, they're there to help you and they will help you because they want you to come back over and over again. And that's been very apparent through COVID is you know, some of these big online guys when the uh, everything went down and people were looking for any advice on how to recoup their money, whether it was through flights or accommodation, if there's not someone on the other end or you're not speaking to a, a human being, it makes it very, very difficult. And I know there's circumstances now where people are still trying to tra- chase refunds through an online booking that they made. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's just not worth it. And I think when you are spending a large amount of money and you, you know, the honeymoon is a, a great part of the whole wedding process, but you don't want to be thinking about those little things and worried about where your, your money's going. Yeah, honeymoon's so important. You want it to be right. You want the, the transfer to come at the right time and do all those things. The other thing I was just thinking too, actually, money is, we're saying to you right now, book something nine to 12 months out. And a lot of you are like, I can't afford to pay for it yet. Or some people we need to pay their wedding with travel agents. It's just a deposit at the time of booking, isn't it? Yeah, majority of components for a holiday is some airfares, international airfares are most most of them you have to pay up front. But 
yeah, deposits for hotels and, and other components where you're not paying everything up front. But yeah, that money sits in a, a fund and then um, your final balance is due closer to the to the lead yeah. up. Yeah, so you could won't. go in and make a monthly payment, but mm-hmm. you can also, thinking too, for your gift registry, you can ask people to put towards your honeymoon and you can even give them speak to your agent so yeah. you can organise that to happen. Yeah, many travel agents do offer that as a service um, if they're honeymoon specialist or um, I'm sure they're crying out for any business at the moment. So speak to your local travel agent. They can set up the gift registry and then your guests can pay into it. So it's a great way of doing it. Mm. And I think going back to you know some of the, the travel agents that are around, there's some really high-end uh, good networks globally. Virtuoso comes to mind at the moment where they, um, they've got additional benefits that you wouldn't be able to book through online. So it might be a, a room upgrade. It might be Breakfast included, but the, the Virtuoso Network, which are globally sort of your top 2% travel agents in, in the world that have these additional benefits that you won't be able to get if you were to book online. So mm. it's well worth in, investigating. That's a good one because I remember how nice it was having meals included. Like so nice to have that, isn't it? Mm. Have those little add-ons. So how do you check what visas and vaccinations are needed these days? I mean, I'm not sort of trained in the visa side of things, but it's just best to speak or speak to your local travel agent or to go onto a government website just to work out if the visas are required and vaccination. So I think, you know, looking at today's news that more and more states and countries are requiring a a double vaccination um, with COVID, but visa requirements are changing and have changed since COVID as well. So you need to be up to date with what the latest is. So again, government websites for your latest visa information or your travel agents should have up-to-date info on that as well. It's another reason to really consider the travel agent because they'll know that information. There's nothing worse than getting somewhere and you can't get in because your visa, you don't have your visa. Hmm. (laughs) You do not want that to happen. (laughs) Lastly, I think this is the main thing I want to ask you, and you might have more than one actually, but what is your number one honeymoon tip? I've thrown you on the spot there, haven't I? No, I would say a couple. First one is splurge. You've been spent so much time and effort into planning of the wedding, you want to just relax and enjoy it. So if you are looking at a a room upgrade or additional benefits, go for it because you've earned it and you want to enjoy that. So, And we're we're finding that across the industry, again, where people haven't been able to travel for two years, they're now booking longer holidays and they're booking more premium holidays. So they they want the best of the best and they want bragging rights on where they've been so they can tell their friends. So yeah, don't don't skimp on your honeymoon and and go all out. And the second one I'd say is is to plan a little surprise. Um, Now, there could be a beautiful restaurant or a an iconic area of the honeymoon destination that you're going to. It's always a, a good little tip is have a have a surprise for your partner when you get there, which they may not know about, and uh, it could be worthwhile doing that, and it's going to get you some extra brownie points as well. Mm, that's a good tip. I don't think I got a little surprise on our honeymoon. I think the whole honeymoon was a surprise <laughs> for you because I booked it all. <laughs> no, that's a good one. I think that I think it's not a bad idea actually that each of you organise a little surprise without the other person knowing. I think it's good. Yeah, it's a good good little treat. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming to talk about honeymoons. I think that after listening to you, that it's pretty evident that you know, a travel agent is probably a very safe way to go at the moment. You know, you're going to get someone who's experienced and you're also going to have those terms and conditions, which really, really make a big difference. 
and um, you've got to know about your visas and your mm. vaccinations as well. So it's really important. Yeah, and they, as I said, have the most up-to-date information so you don't want to be trolling through online to find out visa information and what you need and what currency when you're travelling. So at least if you book through them, they'll uh, have the latest. And, yeah, they've obviously gone through a very tough time over mm. COVID, so it's good to support your local. Mm. If, if if someone said to you right now, you can go to one honeymoon dates destination tomorrow and it's free, where would you pick? <laughs> you won't like me for this, Japan. <laughs> <laughs> that's a personal choice because that's where you want to go on holidays at the moment. Yeah. No, but honeymoon destination. That is a beautiful honeymoon destination actually if you like snow too. They've got beautiful yeah. cherry blossom trees and everything. No, I've been wanting to go there for a long time. But no, honeymoon, Bora Bora, Tahiti or Seychelles. Right Good. now. Excellent. You can book one of those for us <laughs> for next year. <laughs> yeah, they're all beautiful destinations. Well, thank you. I'm not sure when I'll have you back again, but <laughs> I appreciate you talking about it today. Not a problem. Thank you and happy planning. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to my husband again. It's always quite strange having him come on the podcast. I do have to say, though, I do quite <laughs> I do quite enjoy it. But I hope that you got some important information out of that. If you're feeling like if you can't get the date of somewhere you really want to go to, then there's absolutely no harm in postponing your honeymoon. Or if you know you're worried about finances, you can always wait to see what you get for your gift registry and then book a honeymoon for a year later. A lot of people do that and they book it actually over the dates of their wedding anniversary. So it's a beautiful first wedding anniversary to each other and it's such a beautiful way to celebrate. So don't always feel like you have to be pushed into having that honeymoon straight after. If you can afford it and you can get the bookings, great, then do it. If not, just hold off and... um make some beautiful memories a year later. But I hope you enjoyed that episode. Now, if you want to know what to pack for your honeymoon and what you need to organize in your home before you leave to go on your honeymoon, then make sure you head to the website managemywedding.com. Actually, I'm going to link it in the show notes and download the wedding checklist. It's 22 pages of checklists. It's got as I mentioned, what to pack for your honeymoon, what you need to organize in the home before you leave. It's got a delegating list of all the jobs that you need to delegate out to make your wedding day smoother. It's got a photography checklist. So all the special photos that you need to ask for off your photographer. And it's also got a what to pack in your overnight wedding bag as well. So make sure you head on over to the website and download that because I tell you what, they are the most thorough to-do list, they will make sure you've got absolutely everything covered. Now, for those of you who enjoyed this episode, I would absolutely love for you to pop over to the podcast app store, however you listen, whether Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, you know, I would absolutely love for you to jump over and leave me a five-star review because it helps other bridal couples find me. And it just also lets me know to keep on going and keep delivering week in and week out. So I would be super grateful if you could do that. And until next time, enjoy being engaged and staying stress-free and organized while planning the wedding of your dreams. <music>